Hey, this is Dub from the iHeartGeek Podcast, and you are listening to the Huh Podcast. Hey everybody, this is Dino, a podcast, we got Michelle. Hey, what what are you doing? I thought this was supposed to be a bonus episode. Oh, uh, you're right. Uh, Alright, yeah, okay guys, sorry, we have a bonus episode that I'm dropping. Alright, go back to doing what you're doing or whatever. Today's the bonus episode with me and my buddy Lloyd from the old Video Express in Valley Stream, Long Island. We we talk and we, we talk about how we met and movies and, and renting movies and working at the video store and our favorite movies and stuff like that. So it's a lot of fun. Check it out. And if you haven't listened to our back catalog, go do that too. Go visit gangalley.com. Be decent to each other. Love y'all. Peace. So what's going on, buddy? How you been? Been pretty good, you know. Um, just I've been working throughout this whole entire pandemic. My uh, my job never closed. You know, I work for an independent medical examination company, so we're still doing what we got to do. Uh, you know, I'm actually, I was working in my office. I've been working in my office the whole time. I'm like one of maybe 10 people that are in the office. The rest of the company has been working from home. So uh, hopefully we just get through all this craziness. It, it's been nuts, honestly, you know? Yeah. Yeah, completely. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. you know, other than that, you know, just been busy. Yeah. How the, how have you been? I mean, it's been so long. I haven't seen you in ages. I know, man. Forever. It's been... Crap! It's been probably over. No, it's been over twenty years. <laughs> yeah, now. at least. I mean, I was working the video store back in what ninety five, right? About that, and then so, uh, and and then after you left, uh, I started working there after my mom passed away. Um, you know, just to I, I took a day or two working there. Of course, mm-hmm. we're talking about yeah, and Vi- Video Express and Valley Stream. Video Express, and you know, it's it's sad is because um, I didn't find out till years later that the owner um, Kevin had passed away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, long time after I stopped working there, and it's funny. It's still about tough. I found out about his passing from uh, I forgot what the guy's name was. He, a good friend of Kevin's, and he was a customer. Well, actually, I shouldn't say a customer. He was more like a fixture. You know how, like, Kevin had a mm-hmm. bunch of friends that yeah. would just hang out, and they would yeah. never leave. They would just stay there. Yeah. You know, I was working, trying to make video video rental sales, 
and these guys just leached onto the store. They they just day and night they just hung out there and and um. Anyway, yeah, it, was a, it was like uh, cheers. I bumped into one of these. We'll call them wallflowers of Kevin's. Mm-hmm. Oh, basically, yeah. It was, <laughs> and it's 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 so funny because these guys were. Uh, I don't think any of these guys that hung out there actually had day jobs or night jobs for that matter. They just were kind of like, they would kind of would just go to the store, and I don't think one of them ever actually rented a video. <laughs> it was hilarious, really, you know. But uh, I mean, they kept it funny because you know the job basically was. Uh, I mean, it was, it was dead end, but it was a good job for, I guess, at the time, I was, what, 21, 22? So it was a good job for me to have at the time, I guess, you know? Yeah. Because um, I was still living at my house at the time, so mm-hmm. I didn't really need to make a lot of money. <laughs> and right. I definitely, definitely got turned on to those movies that I never knew about. I mean, I've always been a big fan of movies uh, as a kid growing up, but it wasn't really until I started working at the video store that I really took a huge appreciation for, for, for cinema and a lot of aspects of, of cinema. Yep. And, yep. you know, at the time, I was only going to, like, whatever movies there were in theaters. But, but because working at Video Express, I discovered so much stuff. And, and through the customers, too. I mean, I met you. Yeah. And uh, we started, I mean, you started hanging out, developed a pretty, developed a pretty cool friendship. And, uh, and the, the cool thing is, is, like, the, the glue that... Finding the friendship was was the love of movies, and we discovered and we I discovered a lot of good things, and I, I credit you for turning me on to some things to some things that I've never had seen before, and you know like it, it was a lot of fun. It was a fun time in my life. The love of cinema still grows day to day. I'm and watching new things, and it's just it's just it's just a great wonderful thing. And I, I sometimes wish that you know it would be great if you still lived here or if I lived there, so we could just watch these watch still watch movies together, you know. It's a fun time in my life when we did that. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, I and, uh, I had worked I had worked at the uh, animal hospital across the street from from the video store, and I had it used to come right. in before my shift and whatnot, and then I had met you. Do you remember the first movie right. I rented off of you? Oh God, um, you know it's it's funny you should say that because you know in all the time I worked at the video store. Um, Kevin never really cared about like keeping track of who rented what. It's so mm-hmm. funny because we had a computer with everybody's name in the data, everybody's right. membership, but yet he never never entered any of the videos rented <laughs> right. into the computer. So people would rent videos, and mm-hmm. some people and they never return them. You know, and right. Kevin was always wondering why his inventory was getting smaller and smaller. I'm like, well, hey, idiot, you know, if you kept track of who rented what, you'd be able to get your videos back, and maybe we wouldn't be losing money. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was hilarious. But I think the first movie you rented from me, was it from me or from the store? Probably from me, right? That you rented off of me when I was working? It was off uh, of you. Yep. I'm going to go off. Oh, wow. I, you know, I mean, I know Kevin had a nice selection of horror movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to... This out there, and I'm probably wrong, but I'm gonna say I don't know. Let's throw a crazy one out there. Uh, I don't know, Frankenhooker. <laughs> no, but you're on the you're on yeah. the camp bandwagon. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're the first movie. Right, well, that's gonna be tough because Kevin had a lot of camp. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
have it. Um, so it wasn't it wasn't Rumpelstiltskin, was it? <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. The first movie I rented off of you was Meet the Feebles. We oh Meet Peterson. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Oh, such a good movie. You know, it's so yeah. funny because uh, I believe all of Peter's early movies just recently got Blu-ray, uh, the Blu-ray treatment, if I'm not mm -hmm. if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. And uh, I actually watched Bad Taste not very long ago. No. You know, his early movies. But uh, were you one of the customers who did not return the rental, or are you back? I don't. Oh remember. no, I always returned them. <laughs> In fact, I even <laughs> returned them on never... time and rewound them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious because uh, most people, if they were honest and return their rentals, they usually were not rewound. And um, Kevin, he never bothered to collect late fees, and I did. I tried getting late fees, and it was really funny because most of the clientele were used to the fact that they could return their videos late, and they didn't have to pay late fees. But when I started working for the store, I'm like, you know, I'm going to do this like a real video store. I want to collect late fees. I don't want people ripping Kevin off because I work here. Right. And I, I, you know, basically, Kevin wasn't making money. I wasn't making money. And then I'm basically just working for free. And there was plenty of times that I did work for free. I mean, other than it being a job, it also became a hangout. You know, you would come down. Uh, I would have oh, other yeah. friends come down once in a while. I remember after closing, after closing, we did. I remember one night we did a G.I. Joe, uh, the animated G.I. Joe movie. Yeah. Screening. If I'm not, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm correct, I think. No, it, you are. You're definitely was, uh, correct. You came down, right, and I remember it was came down to the store, and uh, let me throw some names here. Uh, I believe it was uh, Keith. Keith, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Andrew. Am I right with that name too? Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. I mean, we're going pretty. I, I'm amazed. I remember. I mean, it's wow. <laughs> so um, yeah. Well, the whole point being that uh, you did return your movie, but a lot of people didn't return their movies. And uh, when I would run it by customers, they owed me a late fee. They looked at me like, you got to be kidding me. Kevin never collected a late fee. I'm like, yeah, well, that's when Kevin was working on his shift. Like, I'm working on my shift now, and you rented something on my shift. So basically, I need to collect your late fee. So then the customer would say, well, I'm going to talk to Kevin about this. I'm like, all right, go ahead and talk to Kevin about it. Chances are he's not going to remember that conversation anyway. But, uh, <laughs> That's true. Feel free and speak to him if you like. <laughs> that is true. My whole time working there, there was a lot of, yeah, you, you, you remember Kevin. You remember the kind of person he was and what was happening at what, well, I mean, I don't know who's listening to the who's going to listen to this podcast, and there's a good chance that none of Kevin's old friends are going to be listening to this. Yeah. But there was some activity going on at the store that I wasn't too crazy about, you know, mm -hmm. when yep. and I when I was working there. Yep. Um, had I known this was going on before I got the job, I might have most likely not taken the job. Mm -hmm. But you know, whatever yeah. you learn, it was a fun experience. Uh, I met a lot of interesting people. Yep. You included, I mean, and, and some of the best things that came out of working there were some of the friendships that I made from the yep. customers. I mean, and it wouldn't be unusual to come in at, what, 2 in the afternoon and see Kevin behind the counter completely, like, knocked out to sleep. Sleeping? Yeah, fast asleep. Fast asleep. Yeah, it's funny you say that, because we stayed open till I think, like, 8 o'clock at night, 9 o'clock yep. at night. I don't recall. Uh, once in a while, we'd keep the store open later. Yeah. Because if I had people there watching a movie, like, I'm going to keep the store open later and maybe make some more money, 
you know, on some late night rentals. And, you know, don't forget, we also had the blue room. And basically yep. the most popular section of the store was the blue room. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know? Definitely. A lot yep. of, a lot of, yeah, a lot of interesting characters would come and go. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, wow! This is really like bringing me back. Uh, I have not talked about the video store, working at the video store, in I don't know how many years, mm-hmm. or who the last person I talked about the video store with. Maybe Ralph. I might have mm-hmm. Ralph. I think I might have mentioned the video store to Ralph a bunch of years ago, possibly. Yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, I'm talking about working at the video store in 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 a very very long time. But yeah. um, it really is bringing back a lot of memories. So um, yeah. some very very good times. Uh, and if I could if I could do it all over again, I mean I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I might personally. I would love to be able to have my own video store, but you know, let's face it, who the hell's renting videos these days anyway? You know, who's yeah, buying I'm, videos really these days anyway? Right. Well, and that's the thing. In in my town, I do have a video store um, called Family Video, and they have. You know, a whole section of like kids' movies that are free. Most of your they have a are, website. Yeah, I know that they're pretty active on like Twitter and stuff like that too. Is yeah? Let me ask you: Is the store you're referring to? They run the website also where they sell DVDs and Blu-rays. I do believe so. Yeah. Well, then I've ordered blue. I've ordered Blu-rays from them in the past in the past few years. Uh, yeah. About uh, like several months ago, they Arrow they had an Arrow Video Blu-ray sale, and I uh, I don't know. I spent like maybe two hundred dollars on uh, on Arrow Blu-rays from them, all oh, half wow. price. So yeah. uh, I know Family Video very well. It is, yeah. but you know, I for one, one still do purchase a lot of Blu-rays. I I mean, I actually just got Midnight. Uh, I actually just got the the Midnight Meat Train in the mail today from Amazon. As a matter of fact. Oh, nice. Yeah, because you're like me. Yeah, I mean, you're a you're yeah. a physical media and it's type funny of guy. Because, uh, I got the, I got the, I got the Blu-ray. I'm always going to be, I live for having the actual content in my hands. I want to be able to open the Blu-ray case. I want to look at the disc. I want to smell the plastic of the case. I want to read the liner notes. I want to just that disc into the Blu-ray player and watch it. Yep, I mean, streaming streaming is a great, wonderful, amazing thing, but I love the physical content. I love the physical content. I mean, if you saw my Blu-ray collection, my DVD collection right now, it's climbing the walls. I've got... Bookcases filled with movies. It's. I'll have to send you some snapshots on Facebook of what my collection looks like right now. It's 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 it's, it's insane, out of hand, but but it is organized. Everything is me being the anal retentive person I am with my collection. Everything is organized like ridiculously, but it's a beautiful thing. And I am yeah, I am still a fan of the uh, of the actual physical physical media. I know that you're a uh, having the uh, Blu-ray and DVDs special feature bonus feature type of guy. Also, like I am. I mean, we used to, you know, get, go nuts over I love that. Oh, yeah. About the extras is that when DVD and Laserdisc first came out, people were just, like, so turned on by the fact that there were audio commentaries, that there were behind-the-scenes featurettes, interviews with the actors and the directors and the producers. I mean, is it me, or do you notice that, like, most major studios now, when they put out movies on Blu-ray, like, a lot of times the discs are just, it's just the movie... And yeah. like I don't know, maybe like color and no extra features and like I right maybe a trailer. I just feel like studios yeah. are, are like straying from that because I think they a trailer and you know fine a trailer I mean or even maybe two trailers like an alternate version or a teaser possibly yeah but why are these major studios like Fox and Universal and 
why are they not doing the audio commentaries as often as they used to? It, it just, it's just becoming a thing of the past now. And, and it bothers me because if I'm going to go out and spend 20 bucks on, let's say, I don't know, like a Kevin Smith movie on Blu-ray, I love the Kevin Smith audio commentary. And he still does. He's one of the few directors that still like loves doing the audio commentaries. Yeah. But, I mean, take the new Jane Silent reboot release on Blu-ray. It's got a commentary, but... The great thing about Kevin Smith, you, you know, when Kevin Smith would put out his Blu-rays and his DVDs, the fans would look forward to hours and hours of bonus content, and we're just not getting that with so many releases now, and it, it, it really bothers me, actually, that they're not yeah. doing that anymore as often. Yep. No, I, I agree with you, and it's especially with your, with your companies that are, you know, genre-oriented, you know, you things like you know Blumhouse or those, you know why why are these people not jumping on, you know the special features, the commentaries and stuff like that the way they should. You know I know that you know well Blumhouse is like a puppy mill. You know they 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 grind out films like there's no tomorrow. So if they're gonna waste you know all the money and and effort they're putting in a you know, a good they, got, uh, they could chuck out two more films, you know? <laughs> and it. also there's uh, like uh, A24. A24 puts out like a movie every other day, basically. It's insane the amount of product that they're putting out. It's, it's ridiculous. And they're, and, they're, and, they're, and they're pounding out some good movies as well. But I just feel like if it's not like Syrian or Arrow or like Vinegar Syndrome or companies like that, specialty companies, those are the companies that are paying detail, that pay close detail and close attention to putting out these movies. You know, they're putting out tons of extras on their discs. And in Fox and Universal, I feel like they're just thinking, well, you know, let's get our movie out on on Blu-ray. And the general public, if they missed it in the theater, they'll run out and they'll spend twenty dollars on the Blu-ray. And they just want to see a movie. They don't care about extra features. They don't care about the director's opinions and the actors' opinions. They just want to watch the movie. And and then put it on their shelf and never look at it ever again. And right. okay, yeah, fine. If you're a fan of just watching them, forgetting about it, that's wonderful. But then there's the cinephiles like myself and you who will go back to the movie over and over and over again, learn about things by listening to audio commentaries, learn about things about the movie by watching the actors and directors' interviews, and that's the stuff that you know that that you just don't forget. You know, the movie is one thing. Always going to remember the movie, but also to like know what like Brad Pitt was thinking during the scene that Tarantino uh, had him jump over the hood of a car in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like I want to know what Brad Pitt was thinking when that happened. You know, that's the kind of stuff that I live for about 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 following movies. Right. You know, most people could care less, but you know, I want to know like what thought was going through its head when when that happened. And these companies are not putting out these extra features to let us know that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they did many years ago, and it's just a thing. I feel like it's a thing of the past now. And that's, and that's probably why these companies are getting Blu-rays out so quickly. You notice that like a movie's in the theater, it it stays in the theater for a couple of weeks, and then what? A month, a month and a half later, Best Buy is selling the Blu-ray already. It, it's just ridiculous how quickly they come out now. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, it's great, but it's dangerous for a guy like me and yourself who are spending, who spends tons of money on on collecting these movies. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's a safe and fun thing to be pissing your money away on. 
you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a lot worse things to be <laughs> blowing your money off. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, yeah. And I know that, you know, our exactly. friendship, you know, we went from, you know, customer oh. to salesperson, and we became friends and do that. And then you and I have spent many an evening over at the uh, Limbrook uh, Dunkin' Donuts yeah. uh, over a, a big old oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I notebook. Mean, you know, this wouldn't be a conversation unless you brought that. A big old notebook, which um, I, I, I mean, if, if, if you have this notebook somewhere, please, by all means, scan all the pages and send it to me because <laughs> I would love to read that screenplay that we never finished. Yep. We're talking about Ditch Digger. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so funny because um, at the time, I, I guess working at the video store was basically our inspiration for, for attempting to write that screenplay. I'm, I'm, it, had, it had to have been. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, because at that time, you know, you're talking about the yeah. um, the, the mid-90s. High films tricks. were huge. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to... Yeah. I don't remember recall how far into that screenplay we got, or or why we stopped writing. I mean, maybe we just lost steam. Maybe we just lost idea, uh, ideas, or maybe we just realized it was just stupid as anything, and we're like, "What are we doing?" I don't I don't recall, you know. Yeah. I mean, because we did. I mean, we spent. But uh, I mean, I guess it was at the a, time. It was a... Yeah. I mean, how far into that screenplay did we get? I, I mean, like. Pretty deep into it, right? I'm not a full movie, but like, I think maybe we just needed an ending and we would have been done. I mean, we got pretty deep into that screenplay, I think. Yeah, I mean, we had had, uh, <laughs> we had had pretty much um, up until the third act <laughs> plotted out. Okay, right. Yeah. Um, do you recall anything about it? I mean, all right, trip. I mean, any nobody, anybody listening to this to this podcast is probably not going to know what we're talking about. So I don't know. I mean maybe maybe we should just throw out a little backstory. You wanna you wanna wax poetic theme? Because I kinda forgot some of it to be honest with you. Yeah, it was basically about two guys, uh Nick and Ving, I think their names were. Remember the names. Yep. And they they had like lost their jobs and they were <laughs> destitute and decided to become like petty criminals or something like that. And then their big heist was going to be right. like... Based on uh, watching movies, they thought if they could, if it could be done... Our main target was like ripping off video stores, I believe, was it? Not banks, it, like video stores, I think. It was video stores, and then the, <laughs> the big heist was going to be like knocking off a toy store <laughs> on Black Friday. I think that was going to be like their swan song. <laughs> Okay. How many? Just how many action figures can we can we tuck underneath our jackets? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. No, but that was of wow. course before everything yeah, was but, credit card. You know, so there was it was during a cash, you know, <laughs> society here, folks. This was the mid nineties. You know, people weren't paying debit. <laughs> <laughs> there may have been a few travelers' checks in there, but it was mainly cash. <laughs> Yeah. Talking about it, the idea sounded pretty cool. Uh, talking about it, getting together at the Dunkin' Donuts almost every other night over coffee and donuts, 
and actually penning, penning the screenplay was a lot of fun. Oh yeah, it was. Um, I'm trying to think, like, uh, in particular, um, um, there was one thing in particular. I, mean, I remember we, I mean, we had plenty of influence. Mm-hmm. I mean, me and you basically liking a lot of the same stuff. Uh, I believe there was one scene in particular which we uh, included in the screenplay where it, I think it was around Halloween time in the screenplay, I, I, I guess, and uh, we were going to throw a pumpkin and we were going to have it filmed from inside the pumpkin as it's spinning around and we yeah. were going to call it Pump Cam. Does that sound good? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yep. Pump Cam. I... Of the whole screenplay that we had written as far into it as we got, Pump Cam is the one thing that stands out in my head for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, uh, and, and for some reason that was probably inspired by, like, Intruder or something <laughs> like that. It seems like a very Intruder-type shot, you know? Like, you know, how they used the sharpened yeah, uh, cam uh, or the rotary dial cam or... Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> or or it just seemed like something cool that me and you would probably never have been able to pull off had we gotten behind in the, the, the a camera to actually make this movie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We're young, enthusiastic, and, like, had the screenplay ever gotten finished, like, <laughs> I don't know. Were we actually thinking that there was going to be a studio that would have been interested in buying this thing from us? <laughs> you know. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, yeah. it could have like maybe been like, uh, well, you know, I mean, my inspiration was Tarantino. I mean, he started out at a video store. I worked at a video store. He wrote mm-hmm. a screenplay. Then why can't I write one? I mean, hey, anything's possible. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Fortunately, you only hear about the good the good fun that comes out of it, but you never really hear about, like, the heartache and aggravation about, like, how what goes into actually, like, writing the screenplay, you know? Uh, yeah. You don't really hear too many stories about, you know, um, well, like, well, I shopped it around to a thousand studios and everybody told me to, to, to screw off and you'll never get anywhere, kid. You know, we just hear about Tarantino basically... Uh, you know, um, telling uh, his uh, telling extras to get off the set because they looked at him funny or something like that. You know, but yeah, you know, you know he goes up many years after uh, you know after many years into your craft and becoming famous. You know, uh, you know, and people love him or, or hate him. I'm still a tremendous diehard fan of the guy. And yeah, you know what? I credit him for being one of my main influences for wanting to get together with you and writing a screenplay. And mm-hmm. I really do wish we had finished it. You know, it, it, I would have loved to have seen what we possibly could have done with it, or, or not done with it for that matter. Right. <laughs> you know, yep. would have been would have been fun to see. Yeah. If you ever dig up that notebook, which I don't know, it probably got lost in the flood somewhere. But if you ever do dig it up, please, please, by all means, let let, let me know about it. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll I'll look, but I've moved about. You know, I've moved to. Four different states since then, so <laughs> I'm not too sure. Yeah, that, that, if that notebook didn't make it with you from your first uh, from your first um, move, <laughs> uh, chances are it it, it 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 
I don't know. It, it didn't make it anywhere. It made it to the garbage pile some, somewhere along the lines. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. But, yeah, like, you know, like you said, we but had a lot. It, it, it did give us hours and hours of fun and... Uh, and memories and... Yes, yeah. Donut holes and sausage links and... Oh, yeah, totally. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, you know, you, you, you're throwing out all this stuff that I, like, wow. You're bringing back the memories, my man. You're bringing back the memories. <laughs> and it, it's all great stuff. I, I, I got to tell you, honestly, I get to turn back the clock to one specific time in the past, I don't know, 20, 25, 30 years. I'm definitely going to say take me back to, like, 94, 95, yeah. 96 where um, I was with I, 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 I had some really, really awesome, cool friends who really, like, we had a lot, all the same common interests. I was, I was my, my taste in, in, in movies had grown so much from when I previously was a kid. I discovered so many, so many bands that I had never heard of when I was younger, and, and it was just such a great time. And and I, I always reflect back to those times, like you know, I'll be listening to um, I'll be listening to Bad Religion or or um, or uh, just um, the Jesus Lizard, any band that I discovered in like you know the early to mid 90s, and discovering them in my 20s and still listening to bands like that at the age of 47 now, I mean it, it's just the things that you know that that. You discover and, and, and stay with you and, and, and you take no matter where you are or, or, or where you end up. And it's just a beautiful thing. And the same thing with movies. You know, they say a lot of people, when they reach 35, they stop seeking out new music. Like they're content with what crap the radio is playing. They're content with listening to the same five Zeppelin songs, the same five Floyd songs that classic rock radio plays. You know, and they're content with that. And same thing with movies. Like people reach a certain age and they're fine with what's out in the theaters. Like, well, I'll just go see the Avengers, and that'll, and then I'll call it a day. I won't bother, you know, researching some independent film that came out from unknown director that's only playing at one theater on Long Island. You know, and right. I mean, you know, to each their own. Things like that kind of bother me because I'm such a huge fan of of of, of film and music. And uh, I can't say I don't look down on people who are like that, but I mean, it's just it's the amount of time people have in their lives to devote and put into things like that. And you know, I guess I've got more time than the average person. I, I don't know. I mean, it, it could be a good thing. Sometimes it it, it sucks, but mm -hmm. I with all the time I have, I enjoy using this time to discover things, whether it be new music or new movies that nobody's talking about. You know, I'd like to say that I was one of the first people on Long Island who saw Napoleon Dynamite before it became all the rage. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was playing on one theater, one crappy independent theater on, uh, in, in my town. I went and I saw it. And about a month later, everybody's starting to quote Napoleon Dynamite. And I'm like, you know, I was, uh, nah, forget about it. You wouldn't believe me anyway. But, you know, things just get big word of mouth, I guess. And, right. um,. You know, I can also, you know, I can also honestly say that I was lucky enough to see the uh, Reservoir Dogs in the theater. Oh, you know, and yeah. most people saw it on VHS. Yeah, and and that's you know, you know the great like with me, you know, I was able like even as small of a town as it was, 
a lot of times Malvern would get some really good movies in at that point, you know, in, in the mid-90s. See something like, like Welcome to the Dollhouse was there. Basquiat was there. Basquiat. We saw Basquiat together, after didn't we? Yeah. Welcome to the Dollhouse on the, uh, you had, the, you bought the, I used to, you know, I, I used to, to switch gears for one second, I used to look forward to going to your house hanging out in your upstairs bedroom and just watching Laserdiscs. I used to just, yep. I loved the media, I, I, I loved the whole aspect of the Laserdisc player. In fact, if I remember correctly, I was kind of seeing somebody at the time who, for my birthday, I kept hinting I wanted a Laserdisc player, and mm -hmm. she never got me the Laserdisc player. <laughs> I think you remember who I'm talking about. I do I'm remember not, that. Nope. Not name names, but I think you remember the girl I'm talking about. Nope, I won't do that, but I do, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and I remember correctly, your girlfriend at the time kept saying to me, "So, did you get the LVP? Did you get the LVP?" <laughs> <laughs> like it was like code. They lazed this player. It was the LDP. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but luckily, I did not get the LDP because had I gotten the LDP, <laughs> I would have been switching technology shortly after. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, do you still have a working laser? I do player? actually. I I do actually, and yeah. I haven't wow seen or I think the last laser disc I bought I had gotten it off of uh, eBay was like Steve Odekirk's High Strung. I think that was the last thing that I scored on laser disc. I mean on yeah on laser disc. <laughs> get out of here. What'd you pay for that? Like, a, a, what was that? But how much did you pay for that? Like, forty-five cents? Yeah, it was. A, it was about like a buck twenty, and it was like five dollars shipping. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's a movie that was you know, never released on the conversational on DVD. So, no, no. Well, actually, I had bought uh, hysterical. No, but you want something awesome. on, the, on the conversational laser discs? Let me give it. Okay. Yeah, you also bought Adam Sandler's Going Overboard, if I remember correctly. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we all have our <laughs> our cross to bear, and that was <laughs> that was one. Yeah. Uh, we, we all we we all ha we all have our we all have our guilty pleasures, I, I guess, in film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but on the topic of laser discs, just a, a quick shout out. Uh, Long live Laserland. Oh remember yeah. The Yep. Land, of course, right? Yep. And Carl Place, yeah. Right yeah, behind Tower yeah. Records. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's yeah. the one I'm thinking about, of course. That place, yeah. that place was basically, um, as Tower Records was to CDs and vinyl, Laserland was to DVDs and Laserdiscs. That place yeah. was just ridiculous, insane. Yep. yep, absolutely. I bought many independent films on DVD. That place, Best Buy, would have never carried. Yep. See, you know, that's a good stuff. thing about but, uh, like yeah. at, at laser uh, with uh, laserdisc at that point. You know, movies weren't even even though we had VHS. If you wanted a good movie on VHS, you were probably paying a hundred and twenty, hundred and thirty dollars yeah. for them. You were paying video store prices because you know you were paying for that right to rent it. Exactly. But you could get the same movie on Laserdisc with better quality for 50 Yeah. Yes, and you know something? Um, 
being being a video store employee, I actually did a lot of the videotape ordering at the time I was working there. And uh, you know, Video Express, let's 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 face it, an independent video store, we were not rolling in the big bucks. So we had to be very you know, we had to be very picky and choosy about what we did and how many copies. So for instance, I remember when um when Twister, you know, uh, you know uh, rest in peace to great Bill Paxton. Right. When Twister came out on uh, on VHS, I'm like Kevin. This was a blockbuster movie. People love this movie. We have to have like 20 copies of this in the store. And he's like, Well, what do you think? We're uh, we're blockbuster. We can't have a thousand copies of everything. I'm like, Well, how many copies do you plan on ordering? He's like, Yeah, maybe one or two. Want to do good? I'm like, One or two copies is not going to cover all of uh, all of Valley Stream. Right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Um, but he's like, well, I mean, you know, uh, how are we, how are we going to afford this? I'm like, well, it's like $29.99 a copy. And at the time, $29.99 was pretty dirt cheap considering that earlier in the late 80s, early 90s, you know, VHS cassettes were, were costing $100 a pop for right. one movie. He yeah. wouldn't pay. He 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 was uh, pissing about twenty nine ninety nine for Twister, but he spent eighty five dollars on ice cream. Yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! You know, Dean. Funny you said ice cream. Man. I literally just got that from Vinegar Syndrome in the mail uh, like two days ago. I just watched it the other day on Tubi. <laughs> yeah, um, I know Tubi. Tubi is great. Um, Tubi yep. has got some great stuff. Uh, matter of fact, I watched Midnight Meat Train on Tubi, and I loved it so much. I bought the Blu-ray the next day. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you said Ice Cream Man, and I just got a, I just got a Blu-ray copy of that from Vinegar Syndrome, uh, sent to me yesterday, uh, two days ago or yesterday. Um, and I'm I'm looking forward to queuing that up. But I have not seen Ice Cream Man in oh god, I don't know how long. <laughs> got to get me some Clint Howard. It's been a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but but yeah, that's exactly true. Kevin would spend eighty bucks on a movie like Ice Cream Man, which only me and you would possibly think about renting and watching. And most of the clientele would walk right by it on the shelf, thinking, "Ah, Ice Cream Man must be a cute little film, huh? You know, Ice Cream Man." Like, mm, yeah. yeah, no, no, <laughs> but uh. We need to make some of our money back, so do yourself a favor and rent it. I, I would try to talk up. I tried talking up so many movies in that store. In fact, I even convinced Kevin to let me put up Lloyd's Picks, a Lloyd's Picks section. Yeah. Yeah. You know, to maybe, to maybe have some of the movies that nobody was renting, maybe give them a bit of a spotlight, so people yeah. could be like, well, if the video store clerk likes it, I must like. I'm, I'm sure I'm gonna like it. Let me rent it. And I threw things up on that Lloyd's Picks. I mean, like um, like uh, Della Morte, Della Morte, um, yeah. which Cemetery actually yep. working at the video. Kevin turned me on to mm -hmm. Kevin turned me on to Italian horror movies. It, oh, yeah. Because of him, my love of Dario Argento films uh, uh, was, you know. Yeah. I mean, up until me working at that video store, I believe I'd only seen um, Suspiria. Mm -hmm. But throughout my time working at the video store. I think I spanned all Dario Argento's catalog up until that time. And, I mean, like I said, I discovered so much good stuff working at that video store and meeting people like you as customers 
I discovered so much stuff that I had no idea ever existed. And now that's the kind of stuff that I'm trying to, you know, turn people onto now. You know, like, yeah, well, if you like this movie, you got to check out so and so such. Yeah, speaking of Kevin you know. with the Italian horror, um, when I was working there, like going in, before, like right before I moved to Florida, um, we had went, it was me, my girlfriend at the time, Kevin, and I'm trying to think who it was. It might have been like Joe Wazowski or, or someone like that. Um, one of the regulars that hung out. It might have even been... Yeah, I actually tried. I actually looking for some of these guys on Facebook just for a goof. I was looking yep. for Lozowski. Um, mm -hmm. I was looking for Bruno. Actually, funny. I actually bumped into Bruno years ago. My brother was a beverage manager at a uh, at a place called Fifty Six Fighter Group. It was a bar, nightclub, yeah. whatever you want to call it. And my brother yeah. was a manager there. Okay, there was the men's room attendant. His name was DJ. He was also a customer of Kevin's. Okay, uh -huh. and um, I went to the men's room to use the facility, um, doing my business, and DJ says my name, and I finish what I got to do, and I turn around, and sure enough, it's DJ from the Oak Express, and I'm having a whole, I'm having a full blown conversation. I'm mm -hmm. right. Well, uh, he was kind of like a short, kind of weaselly guy with a mustache. And, um, yes, he used to be in uh, a lot of uh, Joe Marzano's movies. He kind of had like a Peter Laurie thing going um, on. <laughs> um, you know what? I, I think that may be him, actually. Yeah. But anyway, um, <laughs> so um, I'm talking to DJ in the middle. I'm talking to DJ in the middle of the men's room, having a conversation about the good old days of Video Express, and in walks Bruno. Bruno yeah. was his ride. He was going to pick him up and take him, and and I couldn't believe it. And I took one look at Bruno. Bruno took one look at me. And it's almost like tears have started rolling because of just like knowing each other from working at, from me working at Video Express. Mm -hmm. And it was like, uh, it, was, it was like, wow, I haven't seen this guy in so long. Yeah. And just all of a sudden, all the memories of just being in my early 20s working at a video store yeah. came right back to me. And yeah. the conversation started flowing right there in the men's room. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, going back. We had went, and like I said, it was me, Kevin, and I think it was Lazowski, and it might have been Bruno, but we went to Manhattan, uh, to the Angelica, wow. to go see Lucio Fulci's The Beyond, back when uh, uh, Tarantino had bought the rights to it, or oh, whatever, yeah. with his uh, distribution company, and put it out there. Uh, and that was something else, man. <laughs> yeah, yes. the pictures. Yes. Wow, that's that that is that is awesome. Yeah. See, all Kevin would do is take me to Mitchell's to get an ice cream sundae after we watched the movie together <laughs> <laughs> in the theater, in, in in the store. Um, uh, but you know, it, mind you, when he was able to stay awake and not have his eyes shutting at that at, at, <laughs> at the diner table, yes. we have great conversation about film. You know, always yep. good, always good conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it was fun though because every night after I close up shop, from time to time his mother would come by. Yeah, and you know she was a sweet lady, and yeah. uh, every night she would say, "So Lloyd, how we do tonight?" And I'm like, "Well, I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, <laughs> I think um, I don't. Kevin's gonna be able to pay me tonight." <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know she wanted me. To, she wanted me to get paid. 
So I basically emptied the register into my pocket because that's all the money we made from rentals. It was enough to cover my shift. Right. So uh, needless to say, that went on for, I don't, I don't recall how long I worked there. Let's just say I worked there for a year. But needless to say, after a year, I realized that, yeah, this isn't going to be a career for me. I got to become a big boy and get a real job. It was fun while it lasted. I can still love my movies, but uh, Tarantino, I will not become. And that ended my career as a video store clerk right. at the late great Video Express. Yep. <laughs> you were writing uh, on the side for a zine, weren't you? Also, weren't you writing for like Under the Volcano or something? Yes, actually, uh, actually, no. Well, I, I, yeah, I was writing for Under the Volcano. I was reviewing CDs. For Under the Volcano, which um, uh, rest in peace, it went 99 issues before uh, for the great Rich Black decided to pull the plug on it. It was a great, well-loved uh, Long Island punk rock music fanzine. Yeah, uh, I did write. I was writing music reviews for that, and um, what spawned from that? Well, I shouldn't say spawned, but the idea came from me writing for Under the Volcano was another idea that I had with my nearest and dearest and close. This friend of 35 years, my friend Jeff Kaplan, shout out to Jeff, who will probably be listening to this podcast once you throw it up on the internet. Me and him started our, started our own zine, which only went one issue, and that was called Three Cynical. Um, so, yeah, did a bit of writing at the time, uh, after, uh, during and after I was working at the video store. Um, fortunately, the thing I enjoyed doing most, writing the screenplay with you, obviously didn't pan out to be a full-length feature motion picture, right. but uh, still, we had we had a lot of great fond memories of of of, of, of writing that. Yeah. Um, and maybe some somewhere somebody found your notebook in a trash can and <laughs> is working on a rewrite, and Thank we will not get any credit for it. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, we're in a time of rewrites and reboots, Lloyd. <laughs> we we could we could dust this bad boy off. <laughs> yes, right, Dean. Right now will be the time to reboot. Um, to reboot uh, Ditch Digger. Ditch Digger, the reboot of the movie that we never finished writing in the first place. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And now technology yeah. is on our side, Lloyd. Yeah. Where we can film this thing for like a dollar twenty. <laughs> You've got an iPhone. <laughs> you know, I've got a this computer editing software. Yeah. Well, I mean, we could put you find it up some free time. Time, hit me up, and we'll make we'll make we'll yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll 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 make this work somehow, and uh, we can fill it as the movie that went what twenty five years in the making is finally going to get released. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. And, and and the crazy thing was, I I recall when we were writing this screenplay, we wanted to be the stars. We wanted to play. We wanted we wanted to play the main characters, if I recall yep. correctly. Yeah. You know. Because you know we had I mean, that clout back then. Like, yeah. Oh, you, oh, you well, represent, man. You know we totally did. I mean, yep. <laughs> nowadays they would have had to have gotten Jason Biggs and Jay, and 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 and, and, Vander, and Vanderbeek to play us. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, <laughs> not my choice of of of, uh, of two leading males to to play me and you in a in a motion picture. Right. But uh, I mean, hey, they could pull up Jane Silent Bob. I mean, I guess it's possible. <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway. So um, lots, of, lots, lots of lots of uh, lots of fun memories, and I yeah. really would like to thank you for uh, for having me on your podcast. It, it was, oh, uh, I know we talked about it for a while, yep. and I finally, finally, uh, finally, finally got my act together about how we were going to go about this, and 
here we are doing this, and it was a lot of fun and, and talking to you over the past hour almost. Really brought yeah. back a lot of memories. And I want to go on eBay now and buy myself a VCR. <laughs> ah, yeah. I had scored yeah. one the other day. Now I just got to hook it up because I, I, I have a uh, v, uh, VHS copy of Curtains waiting to be yeah. viewed. So. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Um, where, where are you living now? Maybe I'll take a road trip and we'll watch it together. Um, I'm in South Carolina right now. A little bit north of uh, Columbia. Oh, Carolina. All right. Well, once this once this whole pandemic bullshit passes us, uh, I'll, I'll be hopping a flight. All right. So uh, get that VCR hooked up. Absolutely, man. Absolutely, <laughs> my friend. But honestly, though, Dean, I really had I had a great time uh, just reliving the past with you, yep. uh, the friendship, and uh, yep. just fond memories of the video store and display. Our, our, yeah. our, our very uh, similar tastes. In, it, it was an awesome time. And, uh, just, yeah. it was a great way to spend my Friday night, so I really want to thank you very much. For, ah, great, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, I had a blast, man. And I will definitely talk to you, and we will keep in touch, brother. And actually, I'll hit you up because I got something I want to uh, run by anyhow. So Excellent. All right, so you do that as soon as possible. And uh, yeah. once again, thank you very much, and I just want to Say uh, uh, good night to everybody who will be listening to this podcast. And uh, it's a beautiful thing. And uh, just let's keep podcasts alive. And uh, just let's let's, let's 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 just let's just flood the internet with nothing but cool, awesome stuff. So, uh, Dean, I'm going to say thank you very much and good night. And I'll be speaking to you soon, brother. All right, Lloyd. Have a good one, my man.